Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Puedes hacerme un sandwich? That means, can you make me a sandwich in Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, June 30th. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling with the homie, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? Got the Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! The international man of mystery taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Finally, making the magic happen here on a Wednesday. It's JD. Hello! There he is! Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. And if you haven't already, come on, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. We're actually hitting the beach later today. Earlier start than normal. We're going to try and shoot for 2 p.m. Eastern live here on YouTube if you want to come join us on the beach while we read your questions. And finally, go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Immaculate items always available. All right, we got some Is This News later in the show, but right into the game. What a wild night down at the fortress. JD was there. He's got his accent. <laughs> JD, where are you going? We're starting with you, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We wanted to get your take on the game last night. Forget all these other guys. Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, it was awesome. Like, incredible. Incredible game. Uh, I mean, it was a blowout. And uh, then I felt like the, the wind got knocked out of us when uh, Giannis went down. And also, it was a... It was obviously the score was a blowout, but it didn't feel like it in the first half, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like Uh -uh. it felt like they were uh, any mistake made was uh, could have been catastrophic for the Hawks. But man, I'm never buying a seat again. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I love it. My favorite venue to go see concerts back in the day was a Masonic Temple in uh, Toronto there. And I would always do exactly what we did last night. Just hang out by the bar, just stand at the back, and just be cool. And, and <laughs> <laughs> So it was perfect. It was perfect. You were, you were I will say that I'll, some of those people around us were, were smelling a little ripe by the end. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it was mm. uh, nerves or what, but I was like, whew, it's getting a little, a little stinky around here. But, uh, <laughs> it was great. It yeah, was great. It was I had great. a great time. Loved it. Yeah. Well, be honest, Trey. You were down there as well. Uh, you know, were, were, you, were you thinking twice about buying that ticket after you saw the Trey Young news <laughs> that he was not going to be playing in game four? And did you go, uh, uh, what have I done here? Uh, take, <laughs> take us through your thoughts uh, on heading down there in the game. Um, I'm glad they released the news an hour before the start. I'll say that. I was still excited to be heading down to the Fortress to see the No Dunks bros. Uh, We had had a great time for Game 3. New Game 4 was at least going to be fun. But heading down, I was more excited like, hey, 
this could easily be the last Hawks game here in Atlanta this season. Yeah. I'm glad I'm going to be in the arena, but uh, as the game turned out, we're going to game six, baby! <laughs> at the absolute very least. But yeah, it was a fun night for the No Dunks guys down at the Fortress. Biggest takeaway for me, we got ourselves a series. <laughs> sure do. Sure do. Crazy oh. game. Crazy game. Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, like the Giannis injury, obviously, you're right, JD. It's it's like the Hawks were rolling. That was the other thing. Like they were, they were. I guess they were up ten, I believe, when Giannis did get injured. And Giannis had started to figure some things out there uh, in the second half after really struggling in the first half. Uh, so it was tight, and this could have been a really close game. But he goes down, and man, I thought he just got like a knee to the nuts at first. Yeah. Like that's what I thought yeah. happened. Being in the arena, I'm like. Okay, wow, he probably took a, a capella knee or something to the groin there. He's down there and the, he's holding on to the Hibberts. And then he's like, whoa, 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 he is still down there. And then, of course, the, the murmuring starts going around, people checking their phones. Like, oh, suddenly, like, a guy's, like, passing his phone to us to show us the replay of his yeah. knee hyperextending. But, uh, yeah, that, that was huge and, of course, changes the game. And then he leaves. And who knows what goes on with the rest of the series. With Trey Young in Game 5, we don't know. And then now Giannis Tass. Um but what did you think watching from home? It it looked gross, the hyperextended knee. But I guess him walking off is a good sign, <laughs> at the very least. He's not you know taken out on a wheelchair. What do you think, Tess? Well, yeah, I, I think uh, the the fact that Giannis did come back to the bench. Um, I guess kind of showed that he was ready to come back into the game because of how tough he is. But maybe the Hawks blowing out the Bucks kind of saved the Bucks, and Giannis right. didn't even sniff the floor, wasn't even uh, thinking about coming back. Because, yeah, when he left, it was a 10-point game, but it ballooned to 25 after three. And, yeah, when he hobbled back, um, you know, everybody in the building wondering, could he be actually coming back into the game when his knee bent the absolute wrong way it looked like a c uh when when you look when you slow it down it's just a very 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 large uppercase c and uh yeah it's it was, it's terrible i mean just postpone game five until both trey young and yannis are healthy what are we what are we doing we could postpone the season for months like we did last year uh it, it yeah it's it's strange to prognosticate uh but yeah it definitely took the the wind out of everything the the, the fans i'm sure you guys as well were you know, respectful of Yanis. There wasn't any dumb cheering going on when uh, no. when he hit the floor. But he's yeah, he's he's nails. I mean, he the fact that he yeah walked off and then came all the way back. I know we throw around tough. We throw around the words warrior, but this is a guy who does not want to sit out ever. And so we're all just waiting for this news. But yeah, I, I think it is good that he wasn't just in the locker room. If it's a major injury, then he's back in the locker room and he doesn't come out at all. Right, right. And we'll wait to see what the MRI results are. But let's, let's talk the Hawks here a little bit here, Lee, because, again, they had the lead when Giannis goes out. I mean, who knows? Maybe they run off another 15-point run there if Giannis is still playing. But Lou Williams gets his first playoff start ever. Sweet Lou. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? You know, he's played yeah. in, like, over 85 playoff games. First yeah. start ever. 21 points, 79 shooting, 8 assists, only had one turnover. Uh, this is like the second time now in the postseason I thought he's sort of been instrumental in the Hawks pulling off a huge win. Not only this one last night, but there was that one in Philly where he helped to come back. Um, and then you just had everybody contributing for Atlanta. I mean, you sort of go up and down the roster with Cam Reddish. We can get to him and the awesome defense he played on Middleton. Herter was good. You know, Bogdanovich finally hitting threes. The, the big guys, Capella and Collins, doing their part. Um, this was a team win. The other guys, as Collins like called themselves, though, uh, after the Trey injury news, and he had an article in the Players' Tribune. It was just a, a dominant team performance 
again, the injuries suck, but that's a hell of a win. It is, and uh, all those guys played a huge role. And I think Cam Radish is probably the most surprising simply because he's basically hardly played. He played a couple of minutes there in the blowout of Game 2. Didn't really play. I don't think he played at all in Game 3. And came off the bench and really gave some good energy defensively, I thought, getting into Chris Middleton, just making life difficult for him. It was sort of the guy who's been missing basketball so much. He's got so much energy. He's so fresh that he was out there really trying to do everything he could. And he knew on the offensive end he was going to have to shoot because there were so many more shots to go around. Uh, but it all started, I think, with Lou and Bogdanovich. I think you can yeah. sort of uh, split split it down the middle of those two because Bogey has been pretty bad. He's been dealing with some sort of a knee injury, but he's been on the court. So, you know, you expect him and you need him to get going. And I think he hit the first, uh, first three-pointer of the game and he finished with six and he just looked finally like that guy that they were hoping to have when they signed him to the big contract in the offseason. So it's sort of, it was almost like the Bucks were like, okay, no, Trey, well, we don't need to come out urgently. And the Hawks the other way were like, let's just see if we can punch him in the mouth, maybe build up a lead and, and see what can happen because anything can go crazy in these playoffs. And uh, and they sort of were. They just, the, the Bucks made a couple of pushes there, but they didn't seem to have that desperation, that killer instinct in them that was like, guys, if we win tonight, we're going home with a chance to end this series, get to the finals, and then get some rest in before the finals start. That just didn't seem... Uh, you know, I criticized Budenholzer after uh, Game 2 of that uh, Brooklyn series for not being prepared. They didn't seem that prepared last night, I don't think. They just they seemed to th- sort of think maybe, well, Trey's out. This is going to be a bit of an easy run. But it wasn't that at all. The Hawks got those baskets early. The defensive energy was incredible, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Giannis injury overshadows this because it was a devastating blow for, for fans of the league. We... You know, no one wants to see that, but you have to give the Hawks the credit that they were leading and they were playing much better than Milwaukee was up until that point. Anyway, Giannis actually just went on a bit of a tear where it felt like, okay, yeah. eight you know, points in five minutes to yeah. start yeah. the half. And, and it felt like, okay, we gotta, we got to sort of pick this up a little bit. So that was uh, a real blow there for the Bucs. But the, but the Hawks deserved this victory based on what we had up to that point. And yeah, they got contributions from everyone. And I just want to know... In that standing room section, because in game three, we, we had all the celebrations. We had the Agalanari mm-hmm. for the three. The Kevin uh, Huerta kisses were coming out for Kyle Korver. Sure, sure, sure. Obviously, no Trey Young to do the two small, no matter what he scored on, if it was a three or in the lane. <laughs> were they all there, Trey? I know you and me were really into the Gallinari ones. He had a couple of big ones last night. Yep, yep. Uh, definitely had some Gallinaris. Definitely blew some three kisses. Uh, more so for Bogdanovich last mm. night. Um, but my go-to being in standing room only, uh, the ceiling above us is maybe, maybe seven and a half feet high. (laughs) Very easy to reach. So I'm up there. I'm slapping the roof every single time the Hawks are doing something because I want to be able to go back there and, you know, 10 years, find out whatever section we were standing in and see all the dents that my wedding ring put (laughs) into the roof and be like, that was from me during the 2021 Eastern Conference Finals. But yeah, I mean... Uh, I thought everybody played pretty well for the Hawks last night. Uh, you know, Cam Reddish came back after playing basically 15 minutes over the course of months and months uh, and was locked down and just had all that energy. And I thought there was a huge run from the Hawks bench, kind of, there in the second quarter. It was only a 12-4 to run, but it was Reddish guarding Middleton and Onyeka Okongwu guarding Giannis. Mm, yeah. And it felt like the Bucks were never going to be able to score on them. And I thought that was super impressive uh, to hold the Bucks to 38 points in the first half. Like you're saying, Lee, they came out a little bit stronger there in the third quarter. Giannis, eight points in five minutes to kick it off. But once he went down with the injury, 
credit to the Hawks really seizing the opportunity too. You know, the game stopped to a halt. Uh, the fans were cheering as Giannis went off the court, walked off on his own power. That was great to see. Who knows how the game's going to go? Maybe the Bucks are able to bounce back from that and use that as inspiration here in the second half. But the Hawks outscored the Bucks 25 to 8 from that point on, and that was really the game. Um, and you knew the game was over 100% for sure when Clint Capella made a jump shot <laughs> over the backboard. Yeah, His first shot outside of the lane. Once that went in, you're like, yeah. well, it doesn't seem like Giannis is coming back in this game regardless, but there's no way they're bringing him in. Great win for the Hawks. So many guys played well, and that's exactly what you got to do. It definitely started with Lou Williams throwing a perfect game in the first half. I think he went three for three from two point. One for one from three and three from three from the line. Yeah. Couldn't miss. And, you know, the Hawks were ready to play. Yeah. Who gets your game ball task? You're back in the locker room there for the Hawks. Like if you had to pick one guy because the guy said it like everybody was chipping in. But who would it specifically jumped out to you? Yeah, it's a wonderful question. I, I mean, it's a team ball, man. It really is because <laughs> uh, uh, they like. Kevin Herter, or Kevon, as the guys like to call him, when he's going, uh, the, he said all five of us scored before the first timeout. They knew that they had to get it going um, and uh, amongst all five of those dudes because, yeah, Trey was out. So uh, Lou, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting uh, sub because it's like nothing really changes with Lou instead of Trey Young. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be shooting from the mid-range. It's, it's more of a pull-up instead of a floater than Trey Young. He's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, firing away threes. It's going to be a little bit more shallow than deep like <laughs> Trey Young. And he's going to be hit on defense on P.J. Tucker. Uh, so it, it wasn't like a drastic change. But, I, I, yeah, the, the Bucks weren't ready to cover him. Brooke Lopez wasn't ready to, to get out to him in the mid-range. It reminded me of Phoenix's effort in game uh, five against the Clippers. They're just just a little sluggish, didn't know what they were doing. And then, yeah, that third quarter, definitely scary for the Hawks when you've got Giannis a six-point first half and then f- hits his first four shots to begin the second half. Uh, but... Um, yeah, this is the Hawks night. You know, I know I know Giannis sort of deflates everything, but um, watching all those guys and, and and Trey mentioned the guys coming off the bench and Anyeka and Kongwu kicking ass as a rookie, Cam Reddish cooking, kicking ass as a second year player uh, who's yeah in his second playoff game. It looks like the Chris Middleton stopper. He looks like. Uh, the exact prototype of a guy that you would put up against Chris Middleton. He's been injured. This is the exact type of guy um, or performance that uh, you'd want beside Trey Young, like a Cam Reddish or even Chris Dunn got some minutes, those types of defensive guys. Now, I think if we see him go into uh, game five, if it's a single possession game, you're going to see his flaws because he chucks some three point shots and they're not pretty. And then those, you know, become a little bit closely more closely watched. Uh, but uh, it's like he is perfect to be to be playing that kind of defense in your second playoff game to be getting into a guy. That's what he prides himself on. He was part of the Luka Doncic trade, by the way. Oh, uh, so like that's that's I was awesome to see everybody come out and perform. And I don't know if the Bucks come back. Uh, if if Giannis is is healthy, it sure would have been a game going down the stretch. Uh, I don't think it would have been a blowout the way it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the Hawks were obviously ready to play. It, it was it's great to see um, <laughs> Lou Williams come out like that. Apparently, Nate McMillan came to him while he was getting stretched and massaged, and and uh, he said to him, "Hey, Lou, you're starting tonight." Lou said, "Okay, 
And Nate walked away, and he was ready to play. Uh, that's Dude. basketball, baby. Yeah, well, man. It's, it's crazy when you remember that they traded for Lou Williams uh, this year, trading Rondo for Lou, two second-round picks, and cash. And, I mean, I know playoff Rondo is a thing, and, uh, you know, I know he's not playing a lot right now in his series, and maybe that is over at this point of his career, but... Williams was first off going to retire when he got traded back to the Hawks. He's like, well, uh, I, I'm probably not going to win a championship now, so maybe I'll just hang it up. And he was talked out of that, so he sticks around. But then try and figure or, or think about that game last night, Lee, and I know you'll love this, with Rondo starting instead of <laughs> Lou yeah. Williams. And it's just completely different because, like, Tass took us through there. Of any guy to replace Trey Young, Lou is a pretty good facsimile. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously not even close to Trey Young's level. But what he does out there, things aren't going to change that much. Whereas Rondo, it's... It's completely different. It's wild to wrap yeah, your head around. Yeah, yeah. Rondo can't shoot the way Lou no. can. I mean, Lou's basically won the six-man award because he comes off the bench and he can shoot. He can fill it up. He can get into the paint. He's got the floater. He gets to the free-throw line and hits those threes. And last night, Nate McMillan really didn't have any other choice. It was like, you're starting, and you know what? You can shoot if you want. You can get other guys involved. You can do whatever you want. And Lou was ready to go. And if you look back through this series, you know, he's had he struggled a lot, actually, uh, in this series coming off the bench. I mean, he'd only scored 13 points in the the entire series Mm -hmm. up until this point last night and last night he goes 21 points on seven for nine shooting that was all he took as well eight assists in there uh and uh you know that was the thing like Lou was just sort of ready for that moment and and even if you go back to the Philadelphia series there was times where he came off and didn't really give them a whole lot he did in a couple of games but there were other games I mean he had a a nunfa in game six there against the Sixers he came out and played 11 minutes went over five did you just call it a nunfa a nunfa yeah nunfa nunfa five zero five what heard you, it called an Ofer. Yeah, but. what do you call it? Ofer, Ofer, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, so so it's like a nice tree. Actually, you know, it's not like it's not like the guy's been lighting it up the entire times in the playoffs. He he has struggled, and he's also found himself on the bench at times. But yeah, Nate basically was like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, uh, he needed him, and he went out there and delivered. And uh, I, I, that's the thing. I think he just came out, and he was like. Well, I get to shoot tonight. I've got the green light. Uh, and he did that, and it opened up the floor. But then it does obviously help when, when Bogdanovich can finally hit some shots. Kevin Huerta gets into his little mid-range and gets that going. And even John Collins only had, I think, four points last night. But I thought he was active again, mm-hmm. you know, making himself useful. So the, I don't think there was a, a player on the Hawks that wasn't contributing in, in the minutes he was on the court there last night. And uh, that's just, a, you know, a great team victory given the circumstances that they were virtually facing elimination last night if they lose. So it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see now what happens in Game 5 if Trey plays at all because uh, deep bone bruise doesn't sound good, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, uh, again, in the playoffs, you're going to do everything you can to get right. The fact that he missed the game tells me that it's a pretty serious injury, so uh, we'll find out. But, uh, oh, man, what a great series this one has. I had a douchebag sweep. I said, book a reservation at the douchebag restaurant. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. That's well, a real douchebag move, actually. Cancel oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just not showing up would be more of a douchebag oh, yeah. move. Good right. point. Good point. You're at least <laughs> allowing them to uh, you know, try and get somebody else at that table. But, Lee, uh, what about canceling your flight to uh, where are you headed to? Like, New York here, Sue. You got to be here for game six, man. The, the Fortress, like, you were oh, riding no. a high after game three in a game that the Hawks lost because Middleton I caught know. fire. And, like I, I said, you probably put a tr- should have tried Cam Reddish uh, in that game. But anyway, I mean, I get the buzz that you're feeling, man. I'm on yeah, cloud nine still. That place was rocking last yeah. night. It, 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 it's a part. Atlanta, man, it's a party here all the time. But Jesus, when the Hawks are playing well and uh, you got like 
<laughs> Big Boy doing a performance during a timeout. It's not even halftime. He's doing a kryptonite. Like, it's just yeah. hilarious. Look, it's probably a blessing in disguise in some ways. I'm only one and two down there at the Fortress this season, and uh, and the Hawks have been smoked in two of the games that I've been there. So maybe uh, maybe it's better that I'm not there in attendance. But uh, look, I've learned some new names of some celebrities too. I heard there was a money bag. Yo, and Ari were down there one game. I have never even heard of them before, but they were coming out. So, uh, you know, that's the thing you learn when you're down at the Fortress. You learn a little bit more about Atlanta, a little bit more about uh, culture and rap music and things like that. It's just a, it's just a great, great atmosphere. I would highly recommend everyone else go there. But look, Bogdanovich again. <laughs> I don't think he even got going against the Knicks when I went down to that game. And so finally, I'm not there. Bogey turns it on uh, because I was going to buy a Bogey T-shirt at one point, but cooled off a bit because he was like, come on, Bogey, you've got to give me something. But uh, now maybe he's back. So, ah, man. Well, Trey went to the team store last night during a timeout, and uh, I think he struck out on sizes. So not a lot left, I don't think. No, it feels to me like uh, 90% of the jerseys or jersey shirts that were there were John Collins shirts in size small. I don't know why, but that seemed to be the one that was there the most. I guess people are a little nervous to purchase a Collins knowing he's going to be a free agent in the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know. Um, It felt like the timeouts were long yesterday because I went during the second quarter, looked through the whole team store and made it back before... Okongwu was shooting free throws. I couldn't believe it, uh, but who knows? The real test is ordering that flatbread and seeing if you can uh, how many quarters you miss. <laughs> no, way. no way. You're even pushing it going to get a beer, let alone yeah. a flatbread. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those beers too, man, they're car batteries, those ones they give you. <laughs> JD was like, uh, got the last round. I'm like, huh, I don't know, man. I could not even get through this thing. It's like the fourth quarter already. These things are gigantic. It, I've never thought I'd say this, but they're too big. The I- Beers are, the beers are too big. too big. I agree. A- at least offer a smaller <laughs> version. Like this is like a smaller option, right? I mean, there's there's no the, the we were drinking Modelo's, and I think that was the smallest can they had, and they were it was like <laughs> oh, a pint and a half, right? Yeah, like, it's like yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's bigger than that. Well, I guess it's it's skinnier but taller, so maybe it is about the same uh, size as a Yeti. It's a lot it though. Is. It's too yeah. much. It's way too much. The good thing about them is though. It probably lessens the lines because people yeah, aren't there yeah. as much. And the, yeah. the traffic is a little bit slow at those registers, as we've talked about. Sometimes you get in a line and you miss six minutes of freaking game time. Uh, but sometimes, you you know, you party it up in the line. So it's all worth it. It's a nice trade off there because yeah, everything that- is fun in that arena. Oh, and the standing room only. Everybody. Everybody's got to get into the standing room only tickets. Uh, like, well, we had friends that were there uh, in seats, but they were like, at the end of the game, they're like, well... It basically is just becoming a standing room only ticket itself because right. if people are standing in front of you, you got to see the game. So you're standing, that's and then right. the other people. You're like, yeah, that's a good point. In a, in a playoff atmosphere, you should be standing for uh, a good chunk of the game. So, yeah. you know, save and your, you know those, are, those are thousand dollar tickets. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever, twenty rows ahead of you from where you're standing. It just allows you to be more emotive during the game as well. It does. Ride those it highs, nice. ride those lows. It's like going to a concert. You want to sing with the band, you know. You don't want to sit there and just try to like bob your head. You want to get into it. You want to you want to bump with people. You want to high five random strangers. You want to feel that energy. It's just uh, it's the great. Were you guys in the same spot? That sort of exact same oh, spot. Yeah, that's yeah. our spot. Yeah. We've carved yeah. out that area. But I will say, like, we got there a lot later than I did the first time, the last round when we did the standing room only the first time, and. Uh, that, that we were like, we were nearly right at the front last time. I was like, I showed up last time. I'm like, oh, God. There are either way more people here in the standing room only tickets uh, area. Like, the, the the word got out. Or yeah. I'm just here too late because, oh, Lee, I, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to get this angle. Where am I going? Yeah. And then it was the worst. So, 
there was a little spot. There, were, there was a woman standing there. And I, I could tell she was saving it for a friend or a boyfriend, a husband, whatever. So I, was I wasn't, wasn't going to go right up and take the spot. But I'm like, okay, this might be good because she was pretty small. I'm like, okay, I can see. <laughs> sure enough, the guy comes back. He's literally Trey's height. Yeah. He, like, he's as skinny as I was, but he was Trey's height. Jamie, yeah. we were behind him. He was like, oh, God. Uh, so Wearing anyway. a Martinez uh, 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 Atlanta United, Atlanta United yeah. uh, jersey. I was looking at Martinez the whole time. But... <laughs> <laughs> the guy was tall, though. Uh, then I saw an Alex Len jersey after the game. I couldn't believe I saw one of those in the wild. I. I was dumbfounded. I was so yeah. excited when I saw it. I had to take a photo of that. Got it up on my Twitter account. But uh, oh, what a blast. What a blast. And like, I, took, I started taking Trey's like sort of uh, – Trey could hit the ceiling because he's so tall. But because I'm holding the giant car battery uh, beer, you only got one – you can't clap. So I started slapping against this column we were mm. against. So, yeah, the and, slapping column. Nice. Oh, man. It's, it's the slapping column, as it's now called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a time. What a Good time. question here six. from uh, Christian who asks, do people ever recognize you guys at the game? <laughs> That's a great question, Christian, because last night in the standing room, uh, the guy standing right in front of us turned around to me and Skeets and said, your guys' voices sound so much like a podcast I listen to. <laughs> and then and th- turned right back around. And didn't say another word to us the rest <laughs> of the night. And I'm like, to Trey, I'm like, is he doing a bit? Like, that's really funny. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Is, or is he really doesn't realize it's us? Like, I, I, it, that was amazing. Still unknown. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the stream team today, let us know if you were there. Uh, but... I don't know. Uh, either he, either we sound like another podcast he listens to, or it really was us. <laughs> At one point, uh, I was standing in the middle of uh, the concourse, just sort of lost, wondering where you guys were. And a guy comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder, and goes, Marcus? Like, nope. So I guess I sort of got recognized, but oh. as a guy well, named Marcus. Let's give it up for Marcus. Uh, hey, that, hey, Marcus. That, that happened to me in the last game, JD. Someone gave me a, a, the big whack from behind. I looked around. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this? And then he sort of had the same reaction to me. He goes, oh, sorry, I thought you were someone else. So we're being recognized as sort of someone, yeah. but no one at the yeah. same time. Not real, but hey, not I'll really take not. it. It doesn't happen very often. So, hey, man. Call me Marcus. <laughs> um, I only have like one more note to add with the Hawks. And I saw Ziller write about it. And I thought it was a good point because like we talk a lot about like who's got the best young core in the league. You know, people throw out, you know, the Grizzlies and they throw out a bunch of other teams. And I feel like the Hawks rarely come up in that conversation. But Ziller points out Trey Young, John Collins, if, if he stays there and they sign him, Hunter, Herder, Reddish, Okongwu. They're all really good. They're playing like big moments in playoff games here and series. And they're all 23 or younger. Like, what a core uh, that the Hawks have here in, in these guys. I just thought that was a great point from uh, Ghostface Ziller there. Um, it's like, damn, yeah, they don't get brought up all that often when we talk about, like, young teams with young talent. Uh, and if, again, they keep Collins, it's pretty damn good moving forward. But anything else to add to this game? Either our experience down at the Fortress or you guys watching at home. Uh, and as we move forward, like, I'm not even going to ask you guys to, like, predict what happens anymore. Because, like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah it's like nobody knows. We don't even know who's playing. There's an injury every night, it feels like, or every second night. So, like, just enjoy it, I guess. Um, but anything else Did, to add, Tass or, or Lee? Go ahead. Well, just one question, JD. Were you uh, in, uh, carry, um, uh, involved in the countdown of Giannis or the count up, oh. I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, absolutely. It was uh, it was fun. I, I had I really had a good time counting to 10 very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, it also it 
you do feel like you're you've gotten into his head, right? Because he airballed <laughs> what twice, twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was. And I, I'm, I'm a big Giannis. I love Giannis, and I felt bad for him, you know, when, yeah. when we were doing that. But, but it was very fun. I also tried for the first time ever. I tried chanting defense. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? Not good. I, you know what? It was like when I. It was it was a, it was a, it was like when I bought this hat at the uh, at the merch store there. It was the way I tried it. I was just kind of like, well, okay, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like I don't like chanting it for some reason. It just doesn't feel right to me. But for me, un- for me, like everybody around me, I'm not I'm not adding anything to this. My one yeah. voice, it's not. Oh come on. Were you only chanting or were you getting the like defense? You know, you've got to. Yeah, I did a little bit of this and (laughs) I just felt felt silly. I felt silly. I just like, this is not me. I'm not a defense guy, I guess. I don't know. You're just just looking cool standing there in the concourse, as you said. (laughs) But JD, as you said, it definitely feels like you affected Yanis's free throw shooting. You can affect their defense too, man. I don't know. They know they're supposed to play defense, right? I mean, that's kind of the point. They don't need us to tell them. Yanis knows he's supposed to hit free throws too. But it's it's true. Everybody, Everybody feels like they had a part in Yanni's missing free throws. Oh, our our friend Rick Kamla tweeted, <laughs> oh, you can't Rick. tell me the crowd in Atlanta didn't pack those free throw misses by Yanis. And I get it. I'm sitting at home and I'm hearing it. And I was there, uh, you know, in game three. And of course you feel like you, you know, you changed it. I, I, I wasn't counting. I mean, I'm a Yanis supporter. So I, I was there just wa- taking it all in. But of course, of course you feel that way. And, and yeah, even the people at home, you got to get on Hawks Twitter, Skeets. I mean, every second comment is like, we got the best young core in the game, baby. I mean, everybody's everybody's jumping on this, and I get it. I get it. You got to feel good, especially you see Cam Reddish out there. Yeah, if if Cam Reddish is the real deal defensively and uh, to go with Hunter, then yeah, then then you are feeling good. Uh, Just back to the chance, a few notes about that. Uh, there was a Hawks and Six chant going on yeah. last night at one point. There was, a, I believe, a, like a, the classic uh, Shana-Nana, like the goodbye yeah. uh, little sing-along. That one's weird. Goodbye, we're, too. We're going to see it soon. <laughs> I don't get that one. Uh, and, oh, I hate this one. So, love an airball chant. I mean, who doesn't? Sure. That's fun. But did you notice, Trey and, and JD, they're speeding up the airball chant. It's not airball, airball. It's... You gotta like elongate yeah. the air ball. Like, That's the air ball. Yeah, and there were so many people not doing it. Like, what's going on here? Have we changed this? Why don't we make this decision? <laughs> yeah, it's the long air ball. That, Back in my day, air ball calls yeah. were very long. Yeah, the kids today right? too fast with their anyway. calls. 100% agree though, Skeets. Yeah. Uh, you gotta enjoy that air ball. It's almost a Daryl, right? I guess uh, exactly. maybe that's why. Yeah, it's gotta be a Daryl. Uh, also on Twitter last night, people were saying, Skeets, Trey. What shirts did you guys wear? We did take a picture. Here's yep. us showing up at the Hawks game <laughs> last night. <laughs> you know we wore the exact same. Yeah, shirt. we actually did. There's both of us. There we and are. JD oh, and JD and our buddy Grish. This is a very weird picture of me. I don't know. I don't think yeah. you ever see my face from straight on. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't like my straight on face here. I gotta go sideways from here on up. Maybe you got a little bit of the Bobby Portis going on there too. Man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No one has ever said that about me, so I consider that a compliment. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a night. Change the look. Fortress. Uh, so game six, Tass. Uh, what are we? Are we getting these tickets? What are we doing? Friggin' right. I bet they're you know, triple the price, but, yeah. you know, it's 
This is go time. This will definitely be the last game of the series in Atlanta. So you got to do it. That's a good point. That's you got to do it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see who plays. I, I just, uh, I don't know what carries over from game four to even game five, obviously, because the Bucks are going to fight back. They're going to, even if Giannis isn't in there, they're going to be like the Hawks felt like in this game, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially when you get slapped, you fight back if you're a good team. I think the one good thing uh, is that Bogdanovich, I think, will carry on. Because some of these things, you know, so, who knows what happens from game to game. But I think Nate McMillan should get some credit because although it seems like Bogdanovich was just hot the whole night, he wasn't. He was 2 of 9 in the first half. Uh, but Nate stuck with him and, and kept letting him shoot it. And you know Bogey feels good when he's yelling, whatever he's yelling after he hits a shot. He's screaming. Uh, that means he feels good. So I think he's back. Six threes. Monstrous, monstrous stuff. Can't wait for game five. What's the update on Capella too? Um, getting yeah, he got elbow their, in the uh, face, right? Hitting the face, yeah. yeah. There's, I mean, uh, you, would, you would assume he'll play, yeah. and you know, you either yeah. throw a mask on it and stuff like mask that. Mask up, but... buddy. Uh, yeah. Hey, they got a Yucca Kongwu. That guy's ready for minutes. He can yeah. guard. He is. He is very solid. And I, I agree with you, Tass. It felt a little bit like Bogdanovich at least got his jumper back. He finally got a basket inside the inside the three point line there in the fourth quarter, which it was like. Even when he was hitting the threes, you could tell that he didn't want to actually be inside getting touched up. So I thought it was pretty good to see him driving and scoring at the rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were there with Grish. The Hawks got off to a good start. So Seb B asked the question. Did Grish <laughs> say the game was over two minutes into the game? No, he actually did not last night. Uh, even when, like as we were saying, wow, the Hawks are like, they're putting the clamps down on the Bucks. Bucks were missing shots too. Felt yeah. like they were getting an open corner three look anytime they wanted to, but... They were not dropping last night, but we were like, oh, the Hawks are going to get like a 15, 20 point lead here. And then this is going to be a game like they have to build this massive lead without Trey. And then, you know, it's going to get down to like a a one or two possession game. That's what even my buddy Grish was saying. So, no, he he didn't say that last night. uh, I think J.D. asked him, though. I did ask him. Yeah. 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 You were testing him. I did. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he, he didn't take the bite. He didn't, but he could have said it's over, and then he would have been right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what Seb B saying. Yeah, yeah, Grish, the one time he could have been right. <laughs> yeah, but he's never right. That's the, that's the right. beauty. Ah, exactly. Uh, all right. Anything else to add, guys? No. Uh, obviously, had a blast down there, and uh, we'll see what we get here in Game Five because we don't even know who's going to play in that thing up in Milwaukee, but we know it. It's at least going six, which is great. Let's take our first break, and then we'll get to a little. Is this news? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Back with No Dunks, let's get to a little Is This News. Yeah, I got a couple headlines for you guys. You know where I'm going first. 
Canada and Serbia win openers as Olympic basketball qualifying tournaments begin. There's four of them going on across the world. You got to win them and you get a spot in the Tokyo Olympics. So good start for Canada and Serbia. Tass, is this news? It's solid news for the Canadian team. Serbia, I wasn't watching that thing. I was taking in Canada <laughs> versus Greece uh, to see this you know, this warm-up game for Canada. It would be good for them to get a W. They didn't necessarily need one. Uh, but uh, they looked a little sloppy in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, They're allowing uh, Silky Slukas to get his three-point shot off. Always nice to see a Greek lefty out there shooting quick shots. Uh, and uh, Yorgos Papayanis, if you remember him, he was a Sacramento Kings draft pick, yeah. lottery pick. He wasn't even 19 when he was drafted in 2016. Uh, and he didn't survive that long in the league. Uh, now he's playing in Greece. Looks like a totally different guy at 23. I'd barely recognize him. He looked slim in there doing things inside. So they had the lead. It was up to eight. But in the third quarter, the talent just shone through for the, uh, the, the Canadian team. Andrew Wiggins, he looks all grown up. He, he just looked like he could get to the rim when he wanted. He took some uh, some assertiveness upon himself in that third quarter. He scored 23. Rowan Barrett. Uh, Rowan Barrett. <laughs> Rowan Barrett. That's dad. That's R.J. Barrett's dad. Oh, I love doing that. My, the old Phil Pressy move. Uh, I love doing that. Uh, the Darius Garland. The Winston. Anyways, R.J. Barrett. Uh, he, even though he's not the most athletic guy, he was doing that. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I think is going to be a, a big Pelicans player next season. He had 18. He's been practicing. A little step back. Um, you know, the, the Canadian team... Just, just, just took control of this game along with Lou Dort's defense in that second half. They have too much talent. Nick Nurse definitely respects, uh, you know, the Greek team, the international teams, him having coached in Europe. So he knows that nothing is going to be a cakewalk. But this should be the Canadian team's tournament for them to qualify. Uh, you know, with those guys that I mentioned and not having SGA or Jamal Murray, they still have far more talent in this tournament that's going on in Canada. Not much of a home court advantage. I was surprised by that. There's. Not much of a, a feel, but they, they, they shot through. It's so different watching uh, this, oh. this international competition. The court is <laughs> tiny. It's so tiny out there. There's just is, there's not a lot of room in an NBA game to, to wiggle through guys to get to the hoop. There's even less in the international game. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a good tournament, watching it t- till the end of the weekend here. Uh, Rick Patino, who is the Greek national team coach, said, we're all disappointed in losing, but we're hoping we can see Canada again. Canada getting that respect. They are the favorites in this tournament. You don't hear that very often, but uh, you know, I grew up watching uh, the Greek team mostly in in national team competitions, and not so much the Canadian team. But it's really swung the opposite way now. Uh, the Canadian team is uh, it, it has, has has jumped into the spotlight, even though you know they haven't had a lot of international success. This is their time to uh, to jump into it. So it would be a terrible disappointment if they don't win this tournament. And it was good to see that second half where they, they came through because they were yeah, they were a little lax the first half. But, um, yeah, they've got a couple more games uh, round robin, and then they get into uh, the elimination part this yeah. weekend, which is what really matters. Like you said, this thing's over on Sunday. That's how quickly this little mini tournament is lasting. They got one game against China today. That's the last game of the round robin tournament, and then you're right into the, uh, the, the knockout stage. So you're right. It wasn't technically a must win, but it sort of is. Otherwise, like... You're leaving it up to like a, a score aggregate of another game that you wouldn't even be involved in, even if you won your second game. So that's a big win. Like you said, turning it on in the second half was huge. Wiggins, Barrett, Alexander Walker like kept them in it in the first half. Like he was attacking uh, some of those bigger guys that got switched on him. So he was great. Good start. Did you watch any uh, Lily of this, or did you watch the highlights at all, or anything like that? 
No, no, no. I'm not tuning in for qualifiers for the Olympics for, for those two, these games at the moment. I'll wait till we get to the big stuff. But I did see the report this morning that uh, Nick Calathes was playing for Greece. Yeah. And they called him former Florida guard, Nick Calathes. Come on, man. He had a couple of years with the Grizzlies. Surely that's where you are. Uh, you, you took him as a former Grizzlies guard, former Memphis Grizzlies star who looks like Zinedine Zidane, Nick Calathes. <laughs> so uh, that's the good thing about the international competition. Though. Like you guys said yesterday, like Ilya Sova. I mean, I know he was in the NBA this season, but there's guys who, you know, had a cup of coffee or stick or stuck around for a couple of seasons. Maybe 10 years ago, though, in the NBA, still representing their national team, yeah. which is great to see. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I'm waiting for the uh, for the big tournament, uh, the the friendlies between Australia and the USA. I think we've got two of them coming up in the uh, in the next couple of uh, or the next week or so. So that's that's the real stuff. That's what people really want to talk about. The ones that don't matter. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, these games that we're bringing yeah. up here barely matter. But exactly. you're you're in for the the exhibition friendly games. Well, listen, you're only as good as your last game against America, and I think we won our last game. So uh, I wonder if America go in as underdogs in that one. Uh, you know, they've got home court advantage this time. I wonder if it'll be like the MCG, 55,000 screaming fans. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Australia can beat USA in every single game that doesn't actually matter. There's no doubt in my mind. But when the lights are on, you got to actually win a gold medal. So good luck to all of your countries uh, making the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, well, Australia's there. Where are they playing that game, the friendlies, Lee? Just out of curiosity. In Vegas, I think, at oh, the Vegas, uh, okay. at the uh, O2 Arena or whatever it is out there, yeah. I think. so. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, good luck to them in that friendly. Good start for Canada. Good start for Serbia there winning as well. Uh, because they're going on right now, these tournaments in Canada, Serbia. Uh, Lithuania won. Uh, they're also hosting uh, their tournament. And Croatia is the other one. So we're determining the last four spots there of uh, a 12-team field for the Tokyo Olympics. So, so Olympics, so those four spots determined on Sunday. Again, it's, it's over in a hurry. Uh, our next one here, The Athletic, uh, I go to with the news. Carmelo Anthony wins the first Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award, uh, which, is, which is awesome. I think this is news. I like this for a couple of reasons. One, I like that this new award, what it represents, of course, which is recognizing a current player for pursuing social justice and upholding the league's decades-long values of equality, respect, and inclusion. So that's good. I also like that they represent or they come up with 30 nominees, like one, one per team, I think is a cool idea. And then it sort of gets whittled down to the five finalists, which were Mello, Tobias Harris, Drew Holiday, Harrison Barnes, and JTA there for the Warriors. I like that Mello won it uh, because this guy's got a very long history of social justice efforts. And then I also like that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a an award named after him. So check, 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 check. And, and congrats to Mello there. I think he's giving a $100,000 donation to uh, in the Portland community there to Portland's Art Museum's Black Arts and Experience Initiative. So congrats to him. Uh, TK, I assume you uh, uh, applaud this award and the idea maybe behind it. And, and Kareem being attached to it, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I think you totally nailed it, Skeets. Mello has been doing social justice work for a long, long time uh, in the NBA, but now there is finally a award named after Another player who has a long history of social justice yep. work as well. So I think it's a, a fitting choice for the first uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. A perfectly named award and a perfect player to get the first one. Yeah, and uh, go seek out the interview between uh, Ernie Johnson, Mello, and then their Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when they're uh, awarding it to him. I thought that was cool. Did you see that one, Tass? I don't know if you saw the clip going around or saw it live. I did not. No, go check it out. It's great. It's a fun little interview between the three of those. So congrats to Mello 
so that's it there. A little quick is this news, and uh, we'll continue to keep you updated on Team Canada and all of their uh, pursuits <laughs> of going for the Tokyo Olympics. You know we're uh, going to. So disappointed. Yi Jian Lian's not playing for China. Come on. Yeah, he's not? Come on. Interesting. No. No. The chair? Yeah, I had to make a chair joke. Yeah, you had to slip it in there. Ah, yeah, I had to. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yes, well, Skeetsy, uh, you know, you sort of talked about your um, your pick you took there of Alex Len, which was a great throwback. But there's uh, there's one better jersey, and it actually came from uh, our own colleague here, Trey Kirby, who spotted <laughs> a Rashid Wallace Atlanta Hawks jersey. He played one game for the Atlanta Hawks. They had a 20 spot in that game. But, uh, I mean, how many Rashid Wallace Atlanta Hawks jerseys are there, you think, in the world? There can't be more than... 15 or 20. I think there's max, more than Alex Len jerseys. <laughs> yeah, it became so? yeah. a thing. Yes, I do. Oh, man, it became a novelty a... thing, right? I think. Yeah, a little know? bit. Just because yeah. he only played the one game. Yeah, look at that. It's <laughs> a great jersey, though, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you zoomed in there, Trey? Or just like a, you're just very far away, I assume? Well, I was far away. I was far away from this guy. Uh, but I couldn't let a, a Rashid Wallace walking down the street go by unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good tweet. Uh, congrats to Trey on winning Lee's tweet of the night, but that's bullshit because the tweet of the night actually came from this morning. Darren Ravel <laughs> tweeting, Robin Williams' costume in Mrs. Doubtfire when she burns herself at the stove sold for $27,000 plus yesterday at propstore.com. So, Lee, I know we got that extension yesterday, but you're not wasting <laughs> any time spending that money on a nice prop there. What are you going to yeah. do with this, Lee? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I'll just hang it up in the uh, in the wardrobe at home and just have it there as a reminder. You know. God, seriously, though, who's paying twenty seven thousand dollars for that? Like, what do you do with it? What do you do? You just just hang on to it and say, yeah, this is great. I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's a good, a, like, you throw that in a case or hang it up in your house. It's a hell of a, a topic. <laughs> Some people have a suit of armor near their front door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people have a suit of Mrs. Doubtfire. Come on, Lee. I mean, mm. if we would have known this was going for $27,000, yeah. would everybody have chipped in <laughs> six grand so we could top the bid and take it home for 30 k and be the all-time owners of a one-of-one one Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. Burnt boobs. <laughs> that's such a weird. That's the, I was gonna say, Lee, is that like, is that the prop you would want from your favorite movie of all time? Or I know, no, I think probably the face mask. You know, because uh, sure, that drops out the window, so he has to make another one. I, I think that's probably the one you want. So you can just do the hello right, to right. everybody all the time. But uh, what a great movie! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, nearly thirty years old. And remember, like the director was saying, uh, Robin Williams ad libbed so much in that that he made two other versions apparently like one for adults only and one you know i don't know 15 plus <laughs> apparently the, he was saying i think that they are gonna release it or, or put it out there in some oh form oh my so god that would be incredible man and imagine I how much so. the the costume is going to go for when they re-release the <laughs> x-rated version oh, of mrs it's oh, yeah. a good deal adults only this. yeah maybe yeah, i knew yeah. that they're thinking ahead um you said we could have put in like five or six grand each, but I think the uh, the No Dunks uh, army out there would have each chipped in a dollar or two. 
Could have got that up. Could have got that GoFundMe pretty high, I think, for Lee to get that. Or the funny acquire. thing is, I think you're right. I think people would love I to do. contribute to something kidding. weird like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have, we'd have to make a rule. Like, if we can raise the money to buy this, like, you have to wear it for a week or something. Oh, or all yeah. No worries. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Well, we should have done it. I mean, I don't know. Well, well, I didn't know it was for sale. That's uh, <laughs> it's one of those weird things, you know. I mean, people are paying 1.2 million for a, uh, a like a basketball card these days. So you know, for 27,000 for that, it's a steal if you ask me. Right. Right. Um, is there any other prop that from any movie, Lee, that you would be like, mm. oh, I'd love to get my hands on that? Like, I'd put, I'd, I'd give some money. I mean, you. You notoriously paid five G's for a cricket poster. Uh, you <laughs> no, us no, I paid 150 bucks and it's worth five oh, right. G's. That's it, that's it. Uh, my bad, my bad. I'm trying to think of something from Philadelphia, like Denzel Washington's, like, you know, suit. Mm. <laughs> okay. Something connected to interesting Denzel. Interesting choice. <laughs> a very interesting choice. Now, imagine uh, walking around in a Denzel Washington suit. You'd be cool as, well, cool yeah, as Denzel. Be- yeah, but it's just it, it's a I suit. Know, I, I mean, you can just go get a suit and say it's um, What about Shawshank Redemption? Something for oh, what about the little uh, rock hammer that he has? <laughs> okay, that's not that's, a, bad that's idea. better. That's better than that's Denzel Washington's suit. Yeah. <laughs> what about one of the bad guys from Superman Two? Their their black suit with the big boots. <laughs> Well, oh, actually, I have a. I got bad news, Lee. You're not going to be able to get that uh, that rock hammer because. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you got to buy it from him. Yeah, maybe you can get it from him. He might give you a deal because he knows you. Shout out to Matteo. That's a that's a screen grab from a happy hour where he was doing a hammer bit. Said he was hammered, I believe, was the joke. Uh, anyway, let's hear from all of you in the stream. All of y'all in the stream team, let us know in the YouTube comments. Uh, what what movie prop would you pay good money for? Is there a Fast and the Furious uh, piece of clothing tray or item that you would want to uh, get your hands on as we get excited for our Fast and Furious and Us binge watch? Vin Diesel's GTO, dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Street oh, racing everybody around Atlanta with that Hemi. <laughs> Weren't you on location for one of the Fast and Furious at the finals one? Yes, indeed I was. I believe it was Fast 6. They filmed a whole bunch of it um, in Cleveland, I think, like a huge Mm. car crash scene. Uh, Spoiler alert, Skeets. uh, There are some car crashes in the Fast and Furious averse. Uh, Nobody dies. But I don't know. Another great one would be like uh, Vin Diesel's, um, like his his cross necklace that he's always wearing. That's a good one. Or one of his tank tops. I'm sure you know it would be much too big on me, considering how uh, muscular Vin is. But I would I would love to have anything that he's touched. Okay. Well, maybe we might have to add that to our uh, to our to our podcast. Like, uh, what's one item you would really like yeah, to own from yeah. this uh, from this particular <laughs> Fast and Furious movie? Uh, okay, let's hear from you guys. Though that's a fun question. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. 
You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. What to watch for in tonight's Game 6? We have a game again here tonight. They just keep coming. Suns Clippers. Uh, Kawhi officially out. Zubats questionable. So you assume, Lee, that the Clips stick with what worked in, in, in Game 5? I mean, Terrence Mann out there, Marcus Morris out there. I would think. I don't know why he would switch it up. Though he's been very weird at times, Ty Lue has, with Terrence Mann and uh, his starts and his minutes. But... What are you watching for in tonight's Game 6 where the Suns can still go to the NBA Finals with one win? Yeah, I mean, how, how do the Suns sort of come out knowing that, uh, again, even though Game 7 would be at home, they do not want to have to win that game. They'd rather close the series out tonight. So do they come out and uh, have the aggression early on, get DeAndre Ayton involved a little bit more, especially if the Clippers do go to that small ball lineup because Ayton's been great. He can get inside to the paint. He's got that little uh, pick-and-roll game. He's got a little jump hook. So he can dominate. Do they try to do that? Chris Paul, you know, he didn't shoot all that well in game five there. Maybe he needs to get something going as well here. But, uh, yeah, the, the the Suns desperately want to end this series tonight, I think, because uh, worst case scenario for them is having to win, you know, as I say, even though it's at home, a game seven, because uh, Chris Paul's been in this situation before and not been able to close it out. I don't think he wants to take any chances. But, uh I think it's going to be a tight one. I, I think it's going to be really tight because I'm not sure that the Suns have been able to really slow down Paul George, and he's got it going right now. So uh, that's, uh, you know, the Clippers are going to be feeling good. Again, they're down in the series, but uh, this series hasn't, you know, the games they've lost, almost all of them they could have won if they executed a sure. little bit better in that fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, it's it's 3-2 Suns, but it's uh, it feels a lot tighter than, uh, than that, really. So I uh, hope we just get another good one. And uh, good luck to both teams. hope oh, both teams nice. play hard, my man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tass, anything specific that you'll have your eye on here tonight? Well, Chrissy Paul getting his own shot from the get-go. It's not something Chris Paul likes to do, and that's why the Clippers are absolutely giving it to him. They're letting him get into the mid-range and shoot all he wants. Uh, but I think if it's there, Chris Paul has to take it just to just to kind of give his team uh, an identity, to know what they're going after at the beginning of games. You know, not to get uh, sort of 
uh, you know, lost in this zone or whatever the Clippers are playing like they did in, in game five. So get after it. He only took three shots in first quarter of game mm. five, uh, two shots in the first quarter of game four. Uh, so I, I think it's just more of an identity thing. The, the Suns kind of looked lost uh, to begin that game. Again, it kind of felt like the way the Bucks uh, looked in, in game four uh, against the Hawks. Uh, so I expect them to know their game plan, and I expect Chris Paul to shoot some shots and then get DeAndre Ayton involved as well. If DeAndre Ayton is the biggest player on the floor like he was when the clip went small um, in the previous game, get your shots up, Chris Paul, and get that big man touches. I mean, he's going to get fouled. He's going to score. He's going to get offensive rebounds. He's mm-hmm. he's too good not to be touching the ball a ton. So a new Suns team in Game 5, I expect. Or game six, I should say. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hate how I hate how one series is ahead of the other one. Uh, it starts it starts to mess with you in terms of the numbers there. Okay, so you want to see Chris Paul looking like Kyle Lowry, game six of the nineteen finals, just coming out there, uh, looking for a shot and, and looking aggressive, and maybe he will. Uh, anything else, Trey, that you're watching for tonight? No, it's all on Chris Paul to me. He's been brutal since coming back for the Suns. He's really slowed him down. He's shooting nineteen for sixty from the field, and the offensive rating has been pretty bad since Chris Paul has been back. It's also kind of happened um, with campaign going down at the same time as Chris Paul came back so it's been a lot for the Suns to figure out how to reintegrate Chris Paul who likes to play slow likes to kind of wind his way around the courts to get to his spot rather than just going straight into the pick and roll and hooking up DeAndre Ayton for an easy bucket I'd like to see him get Ayton involved early and then maybe the jumper starts falling he can actually hit some jumpers but I don't know I kind of feel like the Suns are gonna take this one Uh, so I think uh, give me Phoenix tonight Okay. All right. Well, let's hope for a close game. We'll be back tomorrow to break it down. We'll keep this one a little shorter than we've been going here over the last couple of weeks. That's fine because we got a second podcast coming your way uh, this afternoon. Like I said, around 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll fire up uh, Beach Step and Podcast. You can join us live on YouTube if you want, and we'll turn it around and get it up in podcast form as soon as possible after that. So join us then, 2 p.m. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get your no dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And I believe that's it. We'll see you guys later today when we hit the beach to uh, answer some fun NBA and non-NBA questions. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there is no number one seed in the conference finals for the first time since. You guys remember? You guys have seen this little stat going around the tweets? 1994. Correct. Oh, oh really? There you go. Knicks and Rockets in the finals that year. Wow. The number one seeded Hawks eliminated by the Pacers. And we all know what happened in the Western Conference. Dick Hemby! Beat the Sonics. Embrace the day, people. Embrace the day, people.